Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You are listening to the Intentionally Inspirational Podcast. This podcast is created for hungry entrepreneurs who are seeking motivation, personal development resources, and actionable tips. Now for your host, Jason Wright. This is episode number 88, Living the Laptop Lifestyle with Danny Flood. What is happening, everybody? Jason Wright here for yet another episode of the Intentionally Inspirational Podcast. Today's show is brought to you by FunnelVisionCourse.com. This is another one of my free courses, and this is a, a really good one. It's a little different than anything I've done in the past. Funnel vision is the idea is looking at your business in a new way. Uh, you've heard a lot about marketing or sales funnels. I'm sure you've heard about automation. Um, and then maybe you've experimented with some Facebook or Google ads as well. This course kind of addresses all three of those. It's about 60 minutes long, broken up into three days. And it's not just voiceover like some courses in the past. There's actual video of me putting together the funnel vision course through the course, you can see how to set up a funnel. I mean, literally behind the scenes in my account, see everything, how to set up an ad on Google or Facebook, and even how to set up email and text automation as well. And this will help you build an email list and do all those other things as well. And you can literally watch it over three days and do the same thing that I do. So super helpful. If you guys have ever had an interest in that, check it out. FunnelVisionCourse.com will get you started. And it's all free, of course. Uh, today we talked to an awesome guest, um, Danny Flood of Open World. And Danny is an example of somebody who is literally able to work anywhere in the world and build a great business that he loves and he has tons of time and freedom and lives a life that most people would uh, only dream about. So it's a cool conversation. He's a nice guy, but it reminds me that anything's possible for anybody listening to the sound of my voice now doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what your age is or your race or anything like that. It's literally up to you. And we are our own worst critics, guys. You know, if you think you can or you can't, you're probably right. You know, that's not my quote, but it's something I think about often because it is so true. So keep that in mind as you listen to the conversation that I have with Danny today. Um, stay hungry. Stay inspired. Stay full of hope. You know, hope's one of the most powerful things that I've ever encountered, and I'm sure you know what I mean there. So let's check out the conversation that I had with Danny. What is going on, everybody? I've got another exciting guest with me this week. I've got Danny Flood, and let me tell you what I know about Danny. Danny is the founder of Open World Digital Magazine. He's an author. He is an entrepreneur, travel blogger, growth hacker, and a podcast host himself. Danny, welcome to the show. Hey, Jason. Thank you so much for having me here. It's a pleasure. No problem at all. So I'm really curious to hear this. How did you get started with entrepreneurship? I know uh, from talking to you before the show, you're from the California area and you're in a different country right now. So tell us about all about that. Yeah, sure. So I've kind of been an entrepreneur my whole life. I've never really had a job. I mean, I've tried. I've made a few attempts, uh, but never had a job for more than really a month, I guess. Um, usually I just get bored or there's no learning curve or I get fired. So, uh, always had to make it on my own. And I just kind of realized that this was my path and 
it wasn't always easy. I mean, I started because my father was an entrepreneur, so he got me like when I was like nine years old, you know, going around knocking on doors, uh, offering to take out people's trash within our condo complex and like working for tips and things like this. And when I was 11, I had a different business where I was making these pogs, which was like a game that people used to play back in the 90s. I'm sure nobody remembers. I remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like this fad. I, I don't know. I was like 11 or 12. How old were you? Uh, a little older, maybe. <laughs> But that was a great little uh, game. I had I had all this these collection of slammers. I had all the chrome slammers that I won. I was so proud, you know. I was like my pride and joy of a twelve year old. Oh yeah. And <laughs> and so like I've you know I've had various ventures. I uh, did a stint in the army. I was a taekwondo instructor for a little bit. Um, you know I've had a variety of interests. And uh, when I was in college, I was a party promoter. And uh, every week, you know, I, I didn't spend much time in class, so I was uh, booking limo buses every week, and I would get $10 for each person that I brought, and we would book, like, some of the biggest parties in San Diego, and uh, had some partners, like, who, well, I mean, we had some crazy, we had some crazy parties, and sometimes we would have, like, you know, 30 girls with us and, like, five guys on a Wednesday night, you know, and, and so, like, one time we had this... Uh, kind of like a minor celebrity. Her name was, uh, she's like the mistress of Sandra Bullock's husband. Okay. She was on that, uh, she was on that bus with us and I had like this video clip and all these tabloids were like asking about this video clip. And so I sold it for like a thousand dollars and that was like the seed funding that started my marketing career because I invested in one of these internet marketing programs and it was like $3,500. It was called uh, main street marketing. And I just knew I wanted to be self-employed, but I didn't have like any capital, any funding at all. I was just kind of couch surfing with my cousin at that point because I just graduated from college. And I made the first payment on that internet marketing program and I had to pay over six months. <laughs> and so I, I finally managed, I managed to get my money back uh, quickly and I learned about a lot of things like SEO and other things and um, turned that into a business. I, I created my own digital advertising business, ended up getting some clients and uh, and then I just took my show on the road. You know, I had some really good clients and I was working maybe two hours a day to kind of manage everything and uh, started traveling. I spent a lot of time in Latin America. I went to Asia. Uh, I've lived in a whole bunch of different cities. I've been to over 30 countries now. Um, and then now I'm doing like uh, all I do is online now. So I publish a lot of books and uh, courses. I go around uh, giving talks on growth hacking. I got a talk I'm giving tomorrow. And, um, yeah, it's been a fun ride, man. You know, just, just trying different things and just giving it my best. I just keep learning along the way. Absolutely, man. I think it's cool that you say you've never really had a real job. Like what a cool, I mean, you, you knew from early on that you didn't want to do that. Can you imagine going doing a, a nine to five in a cubicle now? Well, I actually tried it. Uh, so <laughs> I ran out of money one time when I was in Malaysia and I was like trying to finish my first book. Um, and I, I just ran out of time and money. So I was like, well, I'll go work at this resort, you know, because at least I'll get free accommodation. Uh, I'll get free food. And so I went to this resort in Guam and uh, I, I just hated it. You know, like I, I think I lasted like four weeks before they fired me and I wasn't even trying to get fired. It just happened. And, uh, you know, like it's like you have to if you don't shave every day, like, you know, it's like I don't like to shave every day. And they're like, go back to your room. You have to shave. Um, and, you know, like sitting in a chair, like watching kids splash around in a pool for hours. Like it just was like mind numbing. Like, I feel like I want to have like 
I feel like I'm making some growth, some progress, you know? Mm -hmm. And there was one guy there who like, uh, he created all these like different language sheets, like Japanese, Korean, Chinese. And if you were able to test these languages, then you could get a pay raise. You could get like a 25%, sorry, 25 cents per hour pay raise. So I was like studying at the time, like Chinese, Japanese, Korean, all the same time from these sheets that he gave me. And I picked up all these different languages really quickly. However, uh, my supervisors, like they kept, you know, I was, I was sitting in the chair and I'd be like studying Korean or Japanese in the lifeguard chair. And they would come over and they'd say, give me that language sheet. You can't use that. And I'm just like, oh, please. I want to do something productive, you know, with this time. I don't want to just be sitting here, you know, daydreaming all day long. And I think that's really what it is. Like, I feel like if I'm doing some kind of work where I feel like I can really learn, I feel like I can really grow. For me, that's really rewarding. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Tell us a little bit about the open world uh, digital magazine. Uh, digital magazine is really interesting to me. It's something that I've considered in the past as well and may in the future. So I'd love to hear what you have to say about that. Yeah, sure. So I wrote my first book. Um, it was over 300 pages long, and it was kind of like a guide to this lifestyle that I'd created where I was nomadic and traveling the world with my own uh, business. And so I started Open World as kind of like an extension of that where I could interview um, a lot of really inspirational people that I'd met. And so I started a podcast and a blog, uh, digital, digital magazine. Uh, I used to publish on the App Store, but now we just do through like uh, Issue and things like this. Mm-hmm. Um and it's been good, you know, uh, I, I really found that because I do it all myself. I've been publishing this myself for the last three and a half years. And um, I kind of fell in love with like growth hacking and automation. So uh, I used to have employees. Now I just like to use a lot of automation. So I have uh, like my Instagram, for example, I started, I didn't know how to use Instagram until about a year ago. Now I have over 40,000 followers on my uh, open world account. And I've got a bunch of different accounts. And um, I really fell in love with like the marketing, especially the marketing automation, the growth hacking. So with that one, I have this tool that I use. is called Mass Planner. And there's some other tools that are similar to that one. And uh, they can grow your accounts for you, like with real followers. They can perform a lot of actions like um, following people using hashtags, uh, commenting on photos, things like this. And... Um, so for me, like I really fell in love with like these kind of growth hacks because uh, I just uh, I want to be able to enjoy my life. I want to be able to get a lot of leverage in my life. And all of the books that I've written, I have uh, six books now. They all focus on hacks. So it's really about like you know building in leverage in your life and allowing you to be able to do more and really kind of just achieve like the dream goals you have for your life. You know, set the dream goals and make them happen. Um, so that's I've been basically you know building that brand up for the last three years and um, it's been great it's been a great platform a great channel for uh, whatever I want to do with it really and um, yeah I, I think that everyone should just be building up a tribe mm-hmm. you know because some of the most successful people I've interviewed like you know they spend like five six sometimes ten years you know building up their brand building up their platform and that's the reason why they can work you know three months out of the year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. So uh, tell us about some of these books you've published. Uh, and e- even in that space, uh, I'd love to hear your opinion or your perspective on how being a published author is, is beneficial to you as an entrepreneur. So the people we're talking to are, are pretty much startups, kind of that zero to three year group. 
Uh, so with all that in mind, uh, love to hear your answer. Oh my gosh. Well, there's so many answers I could give. Um, first of all, like no matter what type of business you have, um, your book can be like your business card. It gives you credibility. It helps you stand out in any niche, helps you to be the authority. It creates trust with your market. Um, ebooks, you can advertise them all day long and people love them. You know, I have one book that's currently number one in three categories and it's so easy to advertise a book. I can publish it in so many different groups and Reddit, Facebook groups, newsletters, and it's basically a form of marketing for me, but people don't see it like that. They see it as a free gift and I can position it that way too. They get something really valuable inside of the cover. Um, they see an offer either to download my audiobook or to download some other free gift or they see, receive a coupon to get 75% off on a package I created for them. And I get sales that way. I get sales just from giving out free books. And I can give out thousands of free books every time I do a promotion. I can also get recurring income from just normal book sales. Uh, books also perform very well for SEO. One of my books was uh, – it was kind of a topic that's kind of not related to the others. It's called Hack Sleep. And what I really love about this book is that um, I think if you want to really learn something well, don't read a book about it. Like write a book about it. Teach it because you, you, we re learn really well what we teach. And so this was a topic that was like a really keen interest to me because I've was always i always been a bad sleeper. And so when I wrote this book, I you know studied all these different sources. I did all this kind of research. And came up with all the hacks, you know, to uh, boost serotonin, increase melatonin production at nighttime, all these things like this. And I became an expert on the topic, and I get uh, nice recurring income, and I have a best-selling book that made me a lot of money when I launched it. So um, I think that's really important. So, you know, these days, a lot of people, like, they want to buy, like, internet marketing programs, you know, because they think that it's going to teach them something. I'm more concerned with studying the marketers themselves and seeing how are they selling the courses and then how can I create a course like that. So I think it's just two sides of the divide, either you're a creator or you're a consumer. And I think that like, I'm so focused on creation that I just don't consume. And so like, if I want to really like learn something well, I'll just learn to teach it and then I'll create like a course. So when every time I do like a live talk, for example, I always change the subject matter because I want to learn something new. If it's a topic that I know really well, I don't gain anything from it. But if I want to do like a talk like on LinkedIn marketing, I don't know LinkedIn marketing really well. But if I'm preparing for a talk, you best believe that I'm going to like, you know, research everything and put together a great talk on LinkedIn marketing. And then I'll learn the subject really well. Absolutely. Really interesting perspectives you mm -hmm. have. So I just got my wheels turning so much. I just became a student of the podcast and forgot I was hosting the thing. <laughs> just sitting there listening like man there's a lot of good stuff here you uh this is just kind of a random thing but you had mentioned you were never a good sleeper what did you mean by that um well i've always had problems with insomnia i guess okay <laughs> i got you i got you yeah so um but through the process of writing that book i just learned so much gotcha that, um, no, that makes sense and i think that yeah i think the fact that i struggled with this myself you know kind of put me uniquely positioned to understand uh, my customer avatar, you know, to understand exactly who this was for. And when it came to promoting this book, like it was such a natural product market fit. Like I knew exactly where to promote it. And um, like, you know, there's some Reddit groups, for example, that have huge numbers of users. And there was one Reddit, it was called like get out of bed, I think. 
And I got like 2,000 paid downloads just from that one Reddit, you know, just from posting a link there. Wow. You know, Reddit's so, one of those marketplaces, or I don't even know what you'd call it, or I, I struggle. I, don't, I used to uh, post in a, a motivation subreddit, I guess it's called, and I got banned, and I don't even know why. So I tried to contact <laughs> the moderators, and they, like, banned me from contacting them. And I was like, to this day, I have no idea what happened. So I just – Yeah, well, there's some different strategies you need to – like, every subreddit is different. Um, so you need to check, like, the rules of the subreddit and make sure you're not breaking the rules. Um, but then also you kind of like need to participate a little bit. So like you need to like be able to give helpful answers, you know, get upvoted on some of your comments. Um, always be altruistic, like always be giving value to the community. Um, don't, you know, try to act like you're getting free promotion. One thing I'm doing really well lately is I'm including emojis in my posts and in my titles. So if you're using a Mac, uh, you can hold control command space. And you can add like emojis to anything. So I'm using emojis like in my autoresponder emails. I'm using emojis in my in my normal emails, you know, that I send like to to prospective partners. I'm using emojis in uh, posts that I put in different Facebook groups and things like this, and even on Reddit. And I find that it's really helpful. Just uh, kind of humanizes things more. Yeah, kind of like because nobody's doing it, and it stands out, and. Um, it just looks a little bit clever. I don't know. Like, I'm, so I'm getting better engagement with using emojis. And I don't know if there's a way to do it with uh, Windows. I think there is. Like, you can use a touchscreen. Um, but I'm finding that's working really well. I'm using it in my Facebook ads as well. And it's just a way to, like, kind of establish a more human connection, I think, mm-hmm. with the other person on the other end. Of, on the other end. It, this, is, this is strange to me. That this is a great thing, though. It's a great compliment I'm about to give you. But I'm finding myself... So I, I use talking points to kind of guide me through this. And then I fi- I'm finding myself wanting to ask you like four or five different things about everything that you say. So it's like I don't even know what direction to take this, which is great. It's it's so much fun. Um, a couple of things I wanted to ask you. Would you share any insights on how you really got my attention with that Instagram growth? I know Instagram is owned by Facebook and Facebook's great. And I'm getting into Facebook ads quite heavily for myself and for clients and things like that. But how do you – can you give us a tip? How do you grow your, your Instagram following so much? Because that's pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, it's been fantastic. So um, I think about a year, a little over a year ago, I um, signed up for the software. It's called Mass Planner, and I have it running on a VPN. So it runs 24-7, and uh, it's basically just like a, a bot that works for me full time. Uh, Mass Planner recently closed to the public, but there's another tool called Follow Liker, which can perform the same functions. And, um, so basically, I mean, I post my own content, uh, but then I have like about 20 different accounts, maybe more. Some are for my clients. So I perform these same services for clients. I create an extra income source, recurring income source, uh, to grow other people's accounts. And, um, basically like it automates all of the, the following. So I'll give, I'll say, I want you to follow people using certain hashtags so example might be like digital nomad, uh, location independent lifestyle hashtag on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I can do the same for Twitter. I, I can use these tools on Facebook, all kinds of things. Um, and it just goes to work to grow my account. So like, you know, Twitter, I was at like 4,000 when I started. Now I'm at like 26,000. It's been a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram, I was at like 600. Now I'm at 41,000. Now, um, from that big yeah, group you have on Instagram now, do you find that um, driving traffic back to your site and the other things that you do? Uh, yeah, it, it can be. So I recently heard that Instagram is allowing direct 
uh, links and direct messages. Yep. But what my strategy is right now, so um, like I said, I'm just really building a platform. I'm not really trying to drive too much traffic too hard with that particular account. Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, I am in another niche. I'm not going to share the niche uh, with an affiliate site. And so what I actually did was I created about 10 different brands within this niche. And so my reasoning was that if I have 10 different accounts, they're all running, they're all growing at the same time, I'll get 10 times the growth. So if I get 10,000 followers on 10 different accounts, that's 100,000 followers. Um, so I have 10 different brands. What I did is I went to this uh, domain, I think it's called Namejoy. Let me double check that. Or Name Nameboy, sorry, Nameboy. And Nameboy helps you come up with like uh, domain name generators and brands that you can create. And then I went to another site called Logojoy, and it's an AI-powered logo maker. You tell it what kind of like logo like looks you like, what kind of colors you like, and it'll create logos for you. So I was able to create like 10 different brands in a single niche, and each niche is targeted to a different market. So oh, I wish I could share the, the, the niche with you. But So I keep, I keep the back-end generic, and then I just target like the actual end user a little bit differently with each brand. I have all these different logos, and then I set up all these different accounts. So having like multiple accounts gives me 10 times the reach, and... Uh, I can grow 10 times faster and use these different brands to promote uh, affiliate products. I will create um, like product reviews on my on each domain and then we'll just send traffic to those product reviews and um, I'm actually going to bring a guy in right now. Uh, I'm training an apprentice. He's going to be doing this for me full time. So he's just going to be driving traffic to these affiliate uh, products. Wow. Very nice, man. You definitely are uh next level growth hacker type because you're doing things and, and thinking about things I've never even thought about. So that is awesome. This is uh, all, this is great content for our, their audiences. It's really exciting stuff. Um, you had mentioned earlier automation and, and I'm just getting into automation. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm just getting into automation and I'm a big fan myself. Can you give us maybe one tip or one idea of, of something that everybody should be automating or one example of automation that's easy for people to grasp? Um, yeah, it really depends on, you know, what you're trying to do. Um, I just had one guy, uh, so I just had my apprentice here like 20 minutes ago. Well, I guess 30 minutes ago now. Um, and I gave him a script so that we were, uh, extracting upvoters from product hunt. So I was basically, um, I have my book, my new book is called Dr. Growth and it's a growth hacking book. And we're just taking, um, competitors products. And we're using a script that uh, it extracts all the Twitter handles for everyone who upvoted these competitors' products. And then we're setting up a, a Twitter campaign so that we're actually going to be contacting like 10,000 people through Twitter um, using Mass Planner or there's some other tools you can use. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's one way we're going to be driving leads to our landing page. Um, but then there's all kinds of tools. Like you know, another favorite I have is Buzz Bundle. It's really good for marketing. Um, Buzz Bundle, you can download the free version. And, you know, 15, 20 minutes a day, you can just, like, jump in on conversations. So it scrapes the whole web for all the conversations happening around your, your keywords or your niche. And then you can jump in and just uh, answer questions, and then you can put a link back to your website. If you have, like, affiliate products, you can link back to affiliate pages. Uh, and that's one of the tools that we're going to be using to promote some of these affiliate brands. Um, I'm thinking I might have somebody like a virtual assistant promoting my books full time, just using buzz bundle. So he's going to be using buzz bundle and like typing in like my sleep hacking book, for example, he's going to be typing in like insomnia, um, sleep help, you know, um, 
things like this. And he's going to be like saying, well, what's really cool about Buzz Bundle is you can sign up as personas. So you could be like Mary Jane or Jack. And you could say, well, one book that, you know, really helped me out with my sleeping problems was Hack Sleep by Danny Flood. And then you can put a link to that. Oh, man. And then you can get a lot of sales that way. Very cool. Well, yeah. I would love to get just three tips from you uh, for the listeners, specifically for growth hacking and say like the first 12 months as a startup. And I know that's kind of general, but just run with it the way you want to. Okay. So what are my tips for like the first 12 months as a startup? Yeah. For growth hacking or, or something helpful like that. Well, I mean, if, I would say to start out, I think the most important thing for any business, you know, every business is different and, and I don't want to get into growth hacking until you understand the basics and the basics are in place. So if, I think that every business grows from conversations and facilitating these conversations is what marketing is. And so if you're starting out, I think your number one goal should be to have as many conversations with as many people as you possibly can. Find a way to get yourself in front of them directly, even if it's like um, you know, you're calling people on the phone or you're going to events, you know, getting feedback on your idea. I think that's really, really important because um, from those conversations, you can learn so much. You can acquire your early users. Um, you can build relationships with people. And it's also a way to introduce people to your idea or to your services without pitching them. So, you know, that's the first thing is to get those conversations going, be able to understand your pitch, understand what people are responding to, understand what their problems are, understanding how you help them solve that problem. And then when we growth hack, you know, we're basically taking what you would say face to face with someone and we're just providing the scale. We're providing the firepower, the rocket fuel uh, to reach more people. And I always tell people, Every time I do a presentation, I always start a presentation the same way, every growth hacking talk. Uh, I introduce people to the marketing triangle, and it's actually Dan Kennedy came up with this term. It's uh, market, message, and media. So you need to make sure those three pieces are in place before you do any kind of growth hacking, before you do any kind of marketing campaign. There's so many entrepreneurs make the biggest mistake where they don't define the market. They always say, well, anybody can benefit from my sleep hacks. You know, but some, sometimes people are linked together by demographics. Sometimes people are linked together by psychographics. And especially online, I think psychographics are more important. And psychographics are basically, you know, somebody could be 50, they could be 20, but they have the same problem. And they have a similar desire, a similar desired outcome. So you have to really understand that very well. You have to really understand, like, the language, the terminology that they're using. That's one reason why I really love Reddit, because it's great for, you know, seeing what people are complaining about, seeing what kind of questions they're asking. You need to be able to communicate with them as an insider. And then you really refine that message. And so when we do um, a growth hacking campaign, if I'm going to be sending out you know, 5,000 tweets, I might test three or four different messages and see which one people respond to best. I want to make sure that my messages include some form of incentive salience. So I want to make sure that you know people – it's like dangling meat in front of people. If you have a starving man, how do you dangle the meat in front of people? So – you have to say like something like, well, this is free now, but maybe next month we're going to be selling this for 150 so you need to get it now. Or it could be like, um, you know, this, this, what you're going to learn here is going to change your life forever, but we're closing this page soon. So there has to be some like something that triggers that fight or flight response that really says, wow, I need to get this now. It's like making them crave the product. And so a lot of the offers that people make, and then one of the biggest mistakes my clients make is they don't really have that central message, that central offer, you know, they kind of just send people to a homepage and then the person has to figure out what am I supposed to do here? 
why not just send them to a landing page where you have a really, really refined, really well-developed message, a really well-crafted offer, and you know exactly how they're going to respond, and then they sign up. And that's another mistake I see people make. Mm -hmm. Very, very good stuff, man. Uh, I wanted to ask you uh, one final thing. So when you think about publishing a book, uh, talk to us about publishing on Amazon versus you know other options out there. And I, I know that's broad, but there, there's some people, for example, that will focus on you know trying to get into you know much broader, I guess, traditional you know channels. Um, can you can you really do it all with Amazon? I think Amazon's great. I think everyone should self-publish a book on Amazon. Um, I don't think you should overthink it too much. You know, you can post and you can publish an ebook that's 40 pages long. You know, um, don't do it the way I did because my first book was like 330 pages. So I completely overcompensated. Um, it was like my life's goal to write a book. And so I did it. But it took it took way long, you know, and I, I didn't sell as many as I should. Um, I think that every you should just get the experience of doing it. I think everyone should have to get the experience of doing it and then learning how to leverage it because nobody ever gets things right the first time. So, you know, publish a book um, and then Amazon lets you do like promotions. Uh, so you can do like 99 cent promotions. You can do free promotions. Um, I've got a lot of resources on my blog. If you go to openworldmag.com and search around for Kindle, I've got a lot of interviews with authors you can listen to, uh, a lot of resources on how to market, how to get right best-selling books, how to do Kindle research, like keyword research. Um, and I think a benefits, uh, excuse me, I think a book really benefits you a whole lot. And um, you can give them out all day as like a business card. And if you're wondering, like, you know, what should you write? Uh, I, I would just say, you know, like facilitate those conversations, understand your market. You know, if you need extra help, go to Quora or go to Reddit, see what questions the market is asking and, you know, see, you could create an outline that way and say like, um, I, actually, I was just consulting with one client yesterday, and he like he donates like a portion of his proceeds to help the Moors in Madagascar, and so we're we're trying to come up with a way to help his market um, feel like they're making the world a better place. So I, I suggested to him like, here's you know ten ways that you can reduce your environmental footprint, or here's ten ways you can save the planet today, and then make an ebook out of that because that helps people to reinforce. That helps his market to reinforce the identity that they want to create. So identity reinforcement is really powerful. Like you identify yourself as an entrepreneur. You're a podcaster. You're in these clubs. You know, I'm in these clubs. I'm a digital nomad. I'm an entrepreneur. Something that helps them become better versions of themselves, of that identity that they want to create, of that perfect picture that they see in their head. People are going to love stuff like that. And then when you have a, an ebook like that, you can give it away for free to people in your marketing. And that's a really good way to start out a conversation with people because if you just email people or if you're doing growth hacking and you're saying, hey, my name is Jason. I want you to check out my podcast. You know, people don't listen to that stuff. But if you say, hey, my name is Jason. I've got this really useful guide for you. It's going to help you become a better version of yourself. People love that stuff. Very, very nice, man. I've enjoyed it very much. What's next for you? I know you're uh, digital nomading your way around. What, what, have you got, what have you got planned between now and the end of the year? Yeah, so I've got a lot of things going on. Um, right now, I'm going around Asia and doing growth hacking talks. So I've got about 10 more growth hacking talks booked. I've just did about five. Um, and really just kind of building a tribe. I'm, I'm just having a lot of fun, Jason, you know, doing these marketing campaigns. Like, I'm just trying new experimental marketing tactics and seeing how they work. And uh, I'm training an apprentice now. I just brought on a podcast co-host. 
And then I've got a partner for like my affiliate stuff. So I'm really delegating a lot more and I just find it to be really helpful because I just don't have to do a lot of the time consuming stuff myself. Um, and because I'm creating these partnerships, I don't even have to like, you know, pay salaries or anything. So I just like make a win-win situation for other people. Like my podcast host, he's in North America. So he's able to take, uh, the kind of time zones that I don't want to take. Um, and I find it just like a huge weight off my chest. So it really frees me up to focus on what I love to do. And that's the marketing. It's the growth hacking. And the reason I love growth hacking, the reason I love automation is it just gives me the power to implement my ideas. You know, I can come up with an idea and then I can tell the tools I use, I can use the software and then I can test it out tomorrow. You know, I can send out 500 tweets tomorrow, see how people react and then, you know, just keep testing stuff. So I really enjoy that. It's what I love to do, and I just want to continue doing that. I've got my new book that I'm launching uh, within the next month, month and a half. It's called Dr. Growth, and um, can I tell people about that? Yeah, absolutely. So if uh, I have a landing page set up, it's danny-flood.com forward slash doctor-growth, and uh, if you go in there, you can download a, a three free chapters from the new book. You can download the, the chapter on uh, how to hack Amazon Kindle, how to hack uh, press and publish relate, pu public relations, and how to create uh, addictive products, how to create an addictive uh, product message as well. And so I'm really just kind of uh, trying something new with that launch. I'm building up my pre-launch list, and um, I'm going to be doing a publishizer campaign, which is like uh, crowdfunding for books. So that's going to be something new for me, and I'm just kind of excited. I'm, I'm having fun, you know, just trying new things. I don't have to answer to anyone. I answer to myself wake up whenever I want to. And, uh, I really enjoy what I do. So I think that's, that's the best thing when you can wake up every day and you look forward to the day and what you have to do. <laughs> Absolutely, man. If somebody listening would love to get in touch with you, what's the best way they can do so? Yeah, sure. So, um, you can go to that site I mentioned, um, and register there. You can get my email address or if you need to contact me directly, you can email me danny at openworldmag.com. You can also check out my blog at openworldmag.com. I have a bunch of podcasts on there. And um, if you sign up for that uh, on the mailing list at Dr. Growth, we have a, a secret Facebook group where we share some of the best growth hacks. We have a bunch of different files and, and strategies that people can use. They can apply to their business. And we're always adding more content. So um, I think it's really valuable. So if you want to check that out, just um, you know, fill in your name and your email. I'll send that to you. Awesome, man. I thank you very much for your time, and uh, it's been great having you on the show. Thank you so much, Jason. It's All been right. a pleasure. Take care. All right, we are back. Danny, if you're listening, thanks, man. Appreciate your time and your knowledge. As always, if you guys want to check out the show notes for this episode, simply go to intentionallyinspirational.com forward slash episode 88, and you'll get the show notes there. If you guys ever go to the website, you'll notice that we've kind of redesigned it over the last couple of weeks. I'm on the podcast page. I'm only showing the five most recent episodes. But if you go to the drop-down menu under podcast for past guests, you'll still have links to all the shows with guests. So a little different for you there, a little bit cleaner, but still uh, got all the information there that you like. Well, I'm going to challenge you guys as you go throughout your week. You know, maybe, uh, you know, like me, you've been banging away at a business for two years. I'm a few weeks away from two years with this. Uh, not the podcast, but the, the business, um, you know, as it exists now. And if you're fatigued, if you're worn down from time and you're still not where you want to be, I don't want you to give up. 
I want you to say, you know what, maybe it's time to adjust a little bit. Maybe it's time to tweak something. Or even how about this? Maybe you think back to where you've been successful in the past and maybe you notice that you've kind of gotten away from that. Stick with what works. If something's making money for your business, keep doing it and find out how to scale that. So that's my encouragement for you for the week. Don't give up. Keep grinding. We will catch up with you next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to Intentionally Inspirational. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the show on iTunes or check us out on SoundCloud. To check out all of our resources for your startup business success, visit our website at intentionallyinspirational.com. We look forward to seeing you again next week.